Welcome back to another exciting episode of Becoming Mama. I'm your host, Emmy, and I'm happy to be here with my co-host, Sam. We're excited to be here. Hello. I'm excited to be here. I have been dying to learn more about birth stories. Uh, we started this podcast not having a ton of information or like understanding of each other's topics, and the whole goal is for us to teach each other, and so I'm so excited to learn about this. Yes, and I'm hoping that everyone out there listening also is able to gleam a tiny bit of new information that we they maybe didn't know before as well. Um, so we are going to actually be talking about a very specific part of birth stories today, which is the concept of birth story listening, and that is something that I am trained and certified in. Um, it's a totally fascinating world and a super powerful method that has touched the lives of countless individuals, including mine. But before we dive in, I'd like to give a shout out to Nora, who's my mentor. Um, she's guided me through learning the birth story, learning, pr listening process. It was truly like a half a year process that I went through to be able to learn this skill. And I also want to mention Pam England, who is the true creator and pioneer of this work. She has created the groundbreaking work that has led to this process um, and helping people to heal from difficult birth experiences. She started this work over 40 years ago, and she wrote the book Birthing from Within, which is a great book if you'd ever be interested in checking out checking it out um it ignited a spark that revolutionized the way women think about their childbearing years and um synthesized some things that we don't necessarily think of in terms of the childbearing years which is mythology philosophy art archetypal psychology rituals and research um she kind of like took that and her writing and her teaching and her paintings and those things all ex inspired um, her life as a midwife and a mother having given birth by cesarean and then at home, she was really able to shift things um, in terms of how people thought about birth. That is awesome. It's so interesting to look back at the lineage of things, kind of like we talked about with matrescence and look at like where the stuff came from and why it is here, you know, and how... Mm -hmm it's continuing to make an impact. Yeah, yeah. It's truly incredible how Pam's work has rippled through the childbirth community, bringing together individuals who were seeking understanding and validation and connection in, in regards to their birth stories, um, because birth story listening has truly become a process that bridges um, connecting generations and cultures and allowing people to learn from one another and heal from within, uh, because there's a lot of people who have experienced birth trauma or carry these very heavy stories because they are truly like a, a rite of passage and initiation into motherhood. Um, and then there's something that we, we kind of like, we maybe share like the medicalized version or we share um, some part of them within our social circle, but it's something that we need to t process um, like on an, a deep internal level for a lot of people. And so it, it creates a pathway for actually being able to to do that. I mean, how often do you get the chance to heal after like all of the demands of postpartum? It, it There's no real time or space for that. And I think there's the rhetoric that goes around motherhood a lot of like women have been doing this for millions of years. Like every like so many people have given birth but you haven't and you only get to give birth so many times in your life and when that isn't what you hoped it would be or dreamed it would be that is extremely painful or if it's scary or if it's hard or if it's you know any of those things it like that that is a emotional scar that needs healing in order to you know fully embrace your experience. and Yeah. And I think what's also interesting is how it can also expand into areas um, beyond just that actual birth experience. It can be 
mm-hmm. that golden hour where the woman thought she was going to have a certain way of meeting her baby. Um, it can also bleed into those early postpartum days or weeks, and it can also be related to miscarriage or fertility struggles or all of these different transitions we go through as women to be, you know, to be a painful story that, that might have to be carried and not really see any pathway out of that story until you um, encounter an opportunity like walking through this process. Can you share like more about what birth story listing actually is and who it's for and how it helps? Yes, definitely. So birth story listening is a uniquely designed process meant specifically for anyone who is struggling to process a birth that they experience. And it also could be someone who attended a birth um, that they're having trouble kind of moving forward from that story. Uh, We often consider these experiences traumatic births, but not everyone sees their birth story as traumatic, but that doesn't mean they don't carry it with them um, in a way that is feeling heavy and hindering their life and moving forward in certain ways. So the definition can be um, broader and apply to anyone who feels like the story they experienced feels heavy and isn't resolved. Sessions are usually 60 to 90 minutes long and have to be guided by a trained mentor like myself or one of the other mentors who's been trained. The purpose of the sessions is to help the birth story teller see their story in a new way so that they can find peace and move forward. Because when we talk about birth stories, we think of them as there's actually seven different gates that you have to move through in order to actually process the story if it was if it's not resolved for you. Um, and getting to that last, that last gate is what we call no story because your story becomes one that, um, doesn't feel like something you have to dive into or think about all the time. There's people who come to, um, the table of a birth story listener, um, to share stories that happened 20, 30 years ago. You know, a, a birth story is something that a person can carry with them for a very long time if it's not something that, um, was resolved in some way. That is really interesting and makes a lot of sense. How did you get into this topic and how did you learn about this? Yeah, so after having my son um, in 2014 via C-section, I found myself like really struggling. Um, I was going through the birth in my head kind of over and over again. I would share it with my sister every chance that I got, different pieces, different ways that it went, different things I wished had been different or things that I thought... um, should be changed next time, for instance. Uh, and the local network that I was in of women um, had uh, kind of shared this opportunity to go to this International Cesarean Awareness Conference. And so I ended up going there and uh, had no idea that actually Pam in England was going to be speaking at that conference. And so I, me and my son packed up. We got on the plane. He was 18 months old. And uh, we ended up sitting in that conference room with her kind of doing a large group-led birth story listening session. And while she was um, sharing that information and and guiding us through the process, I was like completely transformed because I was able to see my story in a new way that I hadn't seen it before and found so much resolution in finding like these missing puzzle pieces that I didn't know um, that were sort of like hiding in my subconscious. And once they were kind of revealed to me, I walked out of that conference room a completely changed person in order and ready to, um, you know, move forward in my life with my life in new ways that I, that I hadn't realized I was being held back before. That's, that's fate. If anything, <laughs> it was, it was definitely fate. <laughs> wow. Um, could you share, I mean, if you don't want to, we can definitely cut this out, but, um, can you share like what was something that was brought up for you? 
Oh, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, so when she does birth story listening, and we're trained to do this too, but she's definitely the expert. She shares the story of the goddess Inanna. And um, in sharing the story, I was able to make some connections and realize that... Um, and this is the this is like the whole no story part. Like it's actually very hard for me to remember the elements of my birth story now that I have processed it and moved forward from it. Um, but what had happened was in my birth, um, it was I I was hoping for a natural childbirth and um, ended up having an emergency cesarean. Um, and so because of that, they actually completely sedated me because I was kind of being an unruly patient, according to them. Because um, after they broke, burst my waters, um, the contra contractions just became something I couldn't really manage anymore. They were more intense than my body was ready for. So I felt really out of control. So they completely sedated me. And they also, um, because it was an emergency... They did not allow my husband in the room, and they didn't allow my sister in the room. No one from our family was able to be in the room. And that bothered me, but I didn't realize till the birth story listening session that I was in was that the reason that bothered me was because I never expected my baby to be born into a world where he wouldn't be welcomed by someone in our family. Like, that's in my, like in my heart, the idea of that is like the coldest entrance someone could ever have and you're the most vulnerable tiny person on the planet and that's like that's how you're welcomed in so that was kind of like this one forbidden thing that I never would have imagined would happen and that was you know his story and his welcoming and of course you know like an hour later he was on my husband's chest and and he was comforted and, and had that warmth and was able to meet me about four hours after that but in finding those puzzle pieces, I was able to see what I couldn't see before and then lay that story to rest. Wow, that's powerful. And I can't imagine how hard that was to carry for as long as you did and not have that um, resolved. But I'm so glad that you had that fateful moment and were able to work through that. That's that's so powerful. Yeah, and so exciting to be able to help others. <laughs> yeah. Also be able to find that um, that resolution if that's something that they're seeking out. So do you feel like there was any um, experiences that were challenging in your um, early motherhood experience that you carried with you? Definitely my early motherhood experience um, with Teddy had oral restrictions that we didn't know about until he was, we started to have breastfeeding issues pretty early on um, and not being able to feed him was super traumatic and like I couldn't feed him in any way. Like he he couldn't latch. He hated the bottle. He like, it was very difficult. And then once we got a diagnosis, we had somebody identify that there was oral restrictions there. We fought really hard to um, like figure out what was wrong and we got conflicting answers everywhere. So that was really frustrating. And again, traumatic, like it really qu makes you question your maternal instincts when you're like, something is wrong. And someone's like, no, it's just colic. And you're like, <laughs> my baby not being able to eat is colic. Like, no. Um, mm -hmm. So that was a huge thing. But even just in my birth, I had a pretty smooth birth in the moment. But looking back on it, I am a little disappointed in a few things. I think the first thing is he was measuring really big. And so they encouraged me to have get induced. And it, it was actually pleasant. Like I really liked 
I, I'm a planner. So I liked knowing when I was going to give birth. I liked knowing what they were going to do and the steps. And it did go pretty much to plan. We can talk more about my birth story later on because there's there's stuff there. But um, the one thing about that that I look back on is I didn't know how Pitocin impacts you postpartum. And with everything that I experienced, I can definitely say that my, I, I guess I can't say if it was more extreme than not, but like my anxiety and um, the hormonal shift I felt was extremely dramatic. And I think that probably had something to do with it because I was maxed out on Pitocin. And I don't know if that would have happened had I not been induced, but it definitely being induced didn't help. So next time around, I would like to not do that. Um, and I wish I would have been better informed, but um, for the most part, I think the, the working through that might be helpful to like recognize that I guess I don't know what would have happened, but also <laughs> working through the postpartum period is something that I've continued to work on. And I still grieve to this day, like how difficult it was and how much of the wonderful I missed out on because I was so wrapped up in trying to figure out what he needed, you know? Yeah, and I was just telling um, someone in a birth story listens, listening session the other day, she was crying and she, you know, kind of wanted to hurry up and, and finish crying so she could, so we could keep going through the process. And I said, no, like, please take all the time you need. That is exactly why we're here, because this is kind of like that song where we're, we're going on a bear hunt. We can't go over it. We can't go under it. We have to go through it, like, in order to get to the other side of that grief and not necessarily that any person ever will for sure. Um, but the likelihood of us exploring that territory and feeling the feelings that we need to feel around it increases the chances that we're going to come out on the other side, a stronger, more resilient, more vibrant person. Yeah. It's not always, the, always it. Yeah. The, there's, there's no avoiding those hard things. And so much of the healing comes through the, the hard, which is, not what anybody wants to do. It's easier to avoid than it is to face the thing. And when we face the thing, it gets, it actually gets easier, but you have to go through the really difficult stuff in order for it to get easier on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you sharing your story. I know it's all of these stories can be really, really tricky and really challenging to navigate. I um, was asked one time to share my birth story with a group of people and I went all prepared and ready and I was supposed to share like the resiliency aspect of it. And I ended up just breaking down in tears and sobbing in my car the entire time. <laughs> so it's just really, these stories carry a lot more weight than our society might, might have us believe. And, and this is a topic that's just really barely ever talked about. <laughs> Something we talked about in um, my matrescence group is there's a woman there who's a doula. She's experienced a met a lot of pregnant people. And one thing that she says is that a lot of people, women come up to pregnant women and tell them their birth stories. And oftentimes it's the very traumatic ones that they hear. And it's because it's like, oh, this woman is pregnant. She can relate to me. And because they don't have anybody like you to work through this trauma on, they're just essentially trauma dumping on anybody that they think can handle hearing that when a especially like a first time mom or uh, even anyone who's pregnant, like they, that's not, that's not the place for that story to be told or, mm -hmm. or to be even accepted, you know? And so to like your, the work you're doing is so incredibly important so that people have that space um, and they can feel that you can receive that in the, in the way that they need. Right. Yeah. Feel heard, feel validated. And 
Um, I think it's always worth just saying too, it's more than just like an active listening session. Like there's a very specific plan for the session that we follow and uh, many, many people, the person I worked with most recently felt at the end that a weight had completely been lifted off of her chest. And so those are the results that helped me be like, this is the work I'm meant to be doing. Um, this is really powerful work and and there needs to be a whole lot more of it in the world. So if you are looking for more information, any of our listeners out there, you can go to my website, arrivalstories.co. You can also check out uh, Pam's work at birthstorymedicine.com because this work truly is medicine for the soul. And you'll find all these all these valuable insights into birth story listening process. I can't wait to hear more about this as we continue throughout the podcast. This, is, this has been awesome. Yeah, be sure to tune into the next episode of Becoming Mama. Uh, we're looking forward to connecting with you again next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Hi, Editing Sam here with an exciting update. Since we recorded this podcast, Emmy is going to be hosting a birth stories writing workshop on October 29th. So if this resonated with you, if you feel like you or someone you know could benefit from processing your birth story, this is for you. So go to arrivalstories.co or go to Emmy's Instagram at Emmy Kissinger to learn more and get signed up. All of those links are down in the show notes along with all of our other social medias and the ways to connect with us. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you liked it, please be sure to give it a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Follow and subscribe. And if you feel like this information could benefit someone, we would love for you to share it, whether that's directly to a friend or on your social media. Any engagement really, truly helps us out and means the world. So thank you again for being here, and we'll see you back next week for our podcast on the first 40 days postpartum, and more specifically, our experiences in the first 40 days postpartum.